Hi and welcome to Terra.2's Climate Podcast. Focusing on developing countries, we hope to cover a wide range of issues relating to climate change, sustainability, energy and many more. Today's guest is Akshay Makar. He is an experienced thought leader, innovator and climate entrepreneur within the field of sustainability. Akshay is founder and CEO of Climatenza. Climatenza's vision is to accelerate deployment of renewable energy technologies in industries to attain a 100% clean future by 2050. Under his leadership, Climatenza has become a global energy company with offices in India and Chile. Recipient of numerous awards, Akshay was named on the Forbes 30 and 30 Asia list as also one of the top 25 young leaders by Young Sustainable Impact. Akshay is a 2019 Echoing Green Fellow and a one Young World Lead 2030 Challenge winner. I'm Kiti Manjan and I'll be your host for today. Akshay, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm going to get started by asking you this. Where did this passion for renewable energy come from and has there been a defining moment in your journey so far? First of all, thank you so much for inviting me, Kiti. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, I have always been actually keen about what the challenge we are facing globally due to the climate change. So I knew that I had to be part of the industry, actually, which is helping to tackle this. As a result, I studied at the Guru Gobind Indra Prasad University in Delhi, which helped me receive a Bachelor's of Technology in Mechanical Engineering. And I took it to the advanced level by learning some courses in entrepreneurship, innovation, and the clean energy. So my career in solar thermal industry began with a job at the solar photovoltaic firm. It was more of a startup company in late 2015. where i actually was working as a system designer for small scale solar photovoltaic plants with a capacity of 5 to 40 giga kilowatt this allowed me to begin the learning what the impact of solar energy developments could have on the environment as well as on the power sector and also how this impacts can be mitigated and accelerated later in 2016 i visited morocco for a conference and got an opportunity to visit the noor power plant which is a concentrated solar power plant it was my first time when i saw a concentrated solar power plant and at that moment i thought that this technology could create a revolutionary impact globally that's when i decided to start my own company which we call today as climatenza so there is a belief that this concentrated solar thermal technology both in industrial and the power applications will be a huge uh, uh, to create an impact at the global level super tell us more about climatenza what is the basic premise behind your company and what kind of challenges have you faced setting it up you know going forward and also have the nature of your challenges changed since covid-19 absolutely so basically climatenza solar thermal company which is in the business of uh, revolutionizing how the industry generate their heat requirements you can say the thermal requirements for their various applications we are the climatenza we design we manufacture and we are promoting the concentrated solar thermal technology for the development of cost competitive highly efficient solar concentrators that could easily meet the low and the medium temperature applications in these industries so when we talk about the industrial application for your information we talk about the different temperature ranges we talk about low medium and high in the low temperature we talk about from 50 degree centigrade to 160 degree centigrade in the medium we talk up from 150 160 to around 400 degree 
and this is the part of the market we are highly interested upon almost 50% of the industries in the market usually do their application in low and medium stage temperatures so now the question arises is that why we do what we do the answer is basically when we talk about the clean energy transition towards the solar photovoltaics we are always talking about and we are always concerned about power generation we never think about what the energy as a whole means so energy as a whole means the primary energy in the form of the thermal energy requirements in industries and the power in industries almost 3/4 of the quadrant which is 75% the energy requirement is a thermal energy which today also is being generated by burning of the fossil fuels a very interesting right. fact which was published by international energy agency estimates that the total energy consumption will increased about 12500 million ton per year by 2040 good lord that's a lot and if we're going to implement that by burning of the fossil fuels imagine would we be able to reach the climate goals that we have set the answer is no right yeah that's why this clean energy transition is very important and that's what we are doing here climate ensa a little bit about market if you are interested in that please please by all means yeah. okay we at the climatens that we are targeting as i mentioned low and medium temperature ranges but when we talk about what is actual industries that falls into this so we talk about the food processing we talk about the dairy industry we talk about the manufacturing textile chemical pharmaceutical you name every type of industry has some or the other application that falls into this if we can bring a transition we would be more than possible to bring a clean energy transition across this entire asset today almost like 52 megawatts of thermal exist in the indian market but we can increase this up to 6.5 gigawatt which is a huge huge number and the government has set an ambitious target of increasing this capacity in a scale of 160 megawatt to 200 megawatt just by 2022 so in 2 years from 50 to 200 that will be a huge jump and that will depend upon the government policies and the other aspects of the market so i'm going to jump a little bit ahead in terms of my question because you've talked about government already and i got the stats which said that as of march 2018 india had installed csc which is concentrated solar thermal as you mentioned systems with around 55k square meters of collector area under implementation since the start of the year because of the way the world is right now things have changed quite a bit in the renewable space has the csd space also been changed and then you talked about the government setting these targets so within this context what is the future of the csd space in india right actually these days very a new concept and a very interesting one which is known as net zero is evolving you might have heard about that yeah so what is net zero net zero is the companies are bringing up the ambitious targets specifically the big companies like the vp energy shell nestle unilever all of these major companies are bringing up the major energy targets where they want to bring a net zero net zero means as per their entire value chain they want to bring a new energy technologies bring the high carbon technologies to cut their high carbon technologies so basically when we talk about uh, 55k implementation that have been implemented i would say that have been implemented but almost nothing for the industrial application this 55k actually represents the low temperature water heating applications and are basically done using the 
flat plate collectors and evacuated tube collectors, not by the concentrated solar thermal technologies. Market demand is in huge. If we study the market within India, there is in uh, thousands of gigawatts. And uh, this will surely going to increase as the economy will, will scale up. So that means that as much as we have to focus upon the economy scaling up, manufacturing sector building up in India and other different sectors growing up, we also have to think about how we are going to generate this energy. CST will be the game changer. It's going to be implemented at right pace and as a right scale. So to meet these targets that are being set by these big companies, the evolution of solar thermal technology across the entire value chain is extremely important. And uh, uh, recently, I discussed with the Unilever's global leader, and they are quite interested in uh, adapting these new energy, energy technologies. And we would see that how it goes. But I strongly believe that the concentrated solar thermal technology for industries, as well as for the concentrated solar power in the future with thermal storage, to totally holds the key for dispatchable nature for the renewables. And then you also ask about what is the government policies that has to be discussed, right? Yeah. We have also already mentioned that 55K square meter has been implemented. When we talk about this size in uh, megawatt or kilowatt capacity, this is equivalent to 39 megawatts in India. And the plan is to reach to 160 megawatt thermal or up to 200 megawatt thermal by 2022. To achieve this, basically, the government has adopted some good policies. So there are subsidies as there are in the power sector. And uh, the subsidies depend upon state to state. So majority of the states have 30% subsidy. But some special states like the Himachal Pradesh, North, Northeast, they have 60% as well. The other good point is there is a coalition between MNRE, GEF, and UNIDO that have a special loan scheme with low return on investment. That is quite motivational for the companies. That was in existence until the March of this year. But we have to see that how after the COVID, these new policies come up for the promotion of concerned solar thermal technologies. But I feel that as this market gets more attention and uh, as the cost uh, goes down, efficiency becomes more, there will be a strong uh, bend towards the concerned solar thermal market. And that, this surely will be the decade of the concerned solar market because we have to think above the power and also at the heat demands in the industries. I love this idea that you have that you, you're talking about CST as a game changer, right? Right. It's very interesting. We've had people coming up on the podcast saying, you know, coal has just completely gone and we need to look at new ways. And here you are talking about new ways to take the industry further along as well. So that's brilliant. I wanted to ask you about your offices in Chile, right? How did that get kicked off? And I also read that Climatense has started to conduct pre-feasibility studies to build your first commercial-scale solar thermal power plant in Chile. So please do tell us more about setting shop there. Yeah, so basically, let me start with uh, why we plan to extend to Chile and why not to be in other, other countries, right? So our plan to extend our operations to Chile was based on the two parameters. First of all, it is a geographic condition of Chile that differentiates it. The northern Chile has a desert which is known as Atacama Desert. And that is the most driest place on the planet Earth. That provides a good source of solar energy. And basically, the Chilean economy is actually dependent upon the mining. And majority of the mining operations is found in this northern part of the Chile. Which means that while 
this type of companies, the mining companies are using the fossil fuels and mainly this fossil fuels is getting imported. 90% of the fossil fuel in Chile is imported from the other countries, which adds to the economics of uh, those fuels, which is very expensive these days. And majority of the fuel that is being used is either the diesel or the gas. That's high cost fuel. With the geographic conditions, we can get exceptional solar energy that could easily be used to produce the energy in the form of the heat or the hot water, whatever the company requires. And that's why it's a good place to exhibit as well as scale up our, our technology. So second point now is when we talk about, there is a term known as solar DNI, which is known as the direct normal irradiance. It's a common term we use in our solar thermal industry. In Chile, northern Chile, it is roughly around 3,200 to 3,500 in comparison to the 2,200 maximum, which is reached in the Ahmedabad part of India. So we can imagine 1.5 times more comparison to the India. And therefore, the better output could be provided. The return on investment would be lower. Just to make it more clear, for example, if you have to get an output of 2 tons per hour of steam, you will have to implement the less solar thermal concentrator in Chile compared to that of India, which would mean that lower investment would be invested in the projects and a better returns for the companies. This motivated us that while these oil companies, mining, minerals, food processing, tobacco are there in Chile, they are still utilizing the fossil fuels and we have to give them a better way and a better market opportunity to enter the Latin America as well to enter Chile. We were truly honored that the government of Chile, that is the Corfo, and with the support from the leading Latin American accelerator, that is a startup Chile, we went on to reach the Chilean market. We also received the support from Ministry of Energy of Chile, as well as the Comité Solar, which is the Ministry of Solar Energy. We started working with the leading mining minerals and tobacco companies to bring the energy transition. And we are doing a couple of pre-feasibility studies now. So that's a good starting point to start with. But we believe that Chile would be a huge place to start and showcase these projects for entering the other parts of the Latin America, including the Brazil and the Mexico. So do you know Spanish or have you started learning Spanish? <laughs> I have started learning Spanish. Right. Okay. And how big is your setup in Chile? And are you working with local partners as well to kind of facilitate? We do. You do right. Okay. Yeah, we do. So within Chile itself and within India, what kind of impacts have you had with Climate Tensor? It would be great to hear some examples, please. Absolutely. So when we talk about impact, we believe that our company was created to meet the sustainable development goals, which was initiated by the United Nations. So our vision have always been how we can provide this affordable and clean energy solution that is basically focused on the sustainable development goal number seven and sustainable development goal number 13 to provide equal opportunities to everyone, both in the form of the semi-skilled, skilled, unskilled labor, so that uh, we could bring a huge impact in the markets. So basically, we have five parameters which we use for as our success and impact metrics. First of all is the number of projects that are being implemented year over year. Second one is the size of the project that is being implemented. Bigger the size, more carbon emission will be replaced. So the size have a direct relation with the carbon emission that will be replaced. So the third point is the bigger the size, the oil equivalent that is being replaced by those industries will be also huge. So that will benefit them economically as well as in carbon neutrality. The final fourth point is basically 
how much jobs we can create. So basically, both at the from the highest level to the lowest level, from the full-time opportunities to the part-time to the contractual basis. This is the fourth important metric that we follow. And the fifth one is the health metric. So we have came up recently with this idea that imagine if you create a plant in the factory. So we would take a case study of how the health would be improved in current times versus in uh, two years later at the community stage level to those communities as well as the employees of the company. So that would help us to create also the impact that would the solar thermal technology can generate in comparison to these fossil fuels. So all of these, each five parameters are directly indirectly linked to one another. And Climate Ends actually aims to accelerate this deployment of solar thermal technology to reach these targets. Just to give you an example of in some numbers and to be on concrete side, our focus currently is on a pharmaceutical project that we are going to build after this lockdown gets over in Pondicherry, which is of a scale of like over 4.1 megawatt. And it will directly and indirectly will provide an opportunity to over like 65 people. So that's something that we target upon. I also like this health impact. I think so many times at so many instances where companies tend to focus on only the economics of it, right? right. Like you, you judge it in that sense, right? So I really like this. You're looking at it from a different viewpoint. So I, I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. You're also a one young world pre-2030 challenge winner. Congratulations on this. Hmm. For those of you who don't know, this is One Young World's program for sustainable development goals, Elite 2030, which has the largest cash prize fund for young leaders working on the 2013 agenda. Can you tell us more about the prize and how are you being supported by BP in this endeavor? Absolutely. Thank you so much, first of all. We are actually truly blessed to have uh, been getting this support from the experts at the BP. BP actually very well understands the growth of renewable energy sector and they themselves being a leader, they have invested heavily in clean energy or alternative energy source in the recent past and have a huge plan for the future as well. Recently, they also have uh, plans to invest in India in the coming years and that could be a good matching point for us as well. While photovoltaics has been the expanding uh, rapidly worldwide and as I have mentioned that from since 2008, 2009, Photovoltaics has been expanding like a wildfire. We see this partnership as a blessing to move towards the energy transition phase. So the industrial energy revolution is yet to happen in a way that the energy transformation is going to change worldwide. And here the solar thermal technologies and the new energy technologies will going to play a big picture. Climate Enzyme BP both understands this very well. And in just to give you a small update about the work BP did this year in February. Earlier this year, they have set a very ambitious targets uh, about the net zero with that I have been talking about to achieve by 2050 or sooner. And this means that the BP's operation across their entire value chain will be net zero. This not only emphasis on the operation, but also focus on the impact that they are going to make on the carbon reduction, the carbon levels, as well as their primary products, that is the oil and the gas production, will also see a huge sustainability in their production. So there's a huge, huge thoughts uh, overlapping between us. And that's why we believe that BP have trusted in us. We feel that this prize will provide us an opportunity to accelerate climate ends gears forward towards our growth and a partnership with the BP to work closely with them in the near future and be able to develop a sustainable and a carbon-free industrial world in the near future.
That sounds really, really great. I also happened to read about the deal you inked in June with the Swedish concentrated solar heating specialist. Absolicon, is that right? Right, Absolicon. Yes. So can you tell us more about any expectations associated with that deal? Absolutely. Absolicon is actually a great partner with us. So they have this solar thermal technology as well, and they are using the parabolic of solar thermal technologies, which is ideal for temperatures up to 160. Like I told you about lower and medium scale temperature applications that we are in the market. So their technology is ideal for this low temperature range. We are working closely with them actually to bring the production line to India. So this is a company that is not in the business of selling the solar thermal concentrator, but in the business of selling the production lines. So more of robotic solutions. We believe that the production line will truly impact the economics of the solar thermal concentrators. And it is necessary, actually, when we talk about implementation of any projects, particularly the clean energy projects, it is capital intensive at the front end. And that's why if we reduce the economics of those by mass manufacturing, that will be a game changer for everyone. So it is as simple as understanding how the solar photovoltaic industry expanded. In the first decade of the 21st century, from 2005 to 2010, the cost of solar photovoltaics was very, very high. We have seen that after that, production lines were set up in Canada, China, later in India as well, developing the local supply chain. And then the cost of these photovoltaics today is uh, marginal of those that were at, at that time. We want to follow the same case studies and we want to build this mass manufacturing production line that could reduce the logistic cost, supply chain complications, and therefore develop an entire supply chain across the country. This is in uh, tandem. This is in overlapping plans that we have for our market as well. And it will be great partnership to build in association with Epsolicon. Sounds brilliant. So you've already talked about government, you've talked about politics, talked about policy. In the context of entrepreneurship, renewable energy, what more does the government need to do to help you and others like you? All right. I mean, there are already some policies that have been implemented in the picture, so such as the what is subsidies and all. But I believe that there's a huge things in setting up the local supply chain. So when we talk about the concentrated solar thermal technologies, there is a huge number of uh, pieces that have to be joined together to create a solar thermal plant. You have the solar field, then you have the different mirrors that is the basic backbone of this uh, solar thermal technology being the optical part of that. So aluminium and other materials like the steel and all can be procured from India, but some special materials like the highly efficient uh, solar grade mirrors are still have to be imported. So I believe that there is has to be a discussion at the corporate and uh, government level that should define how we can set the ambitious targets for the developing a local supply chain 100% so that all those logistics as well as uh, import-export duties can be taken off and that would reduce the cost. The basic goal for the Indian stakeholders is how we can make it more economic so that they can get the better return in, on investment. Although there is a premium sometimes associated with the renewables when the customers are using materials like coal or the waste material but that premium should be paid because if we are looking forward for a better future if you are not thinking only about making profits but a sustainable society a a better future for everyone for future generations a premium has to be paid but that premium could be decreased if we have a local supply chain uh, different financial models local manufacturing so this is something i believe that should be focused upon 
but at the same time i believe that with the technological advancements uh, new financial innovations is also could be good so depending upon the soft loans or uh, new energy like uh, new policies in the form of how this investment would be made similar to the power purchase agreement that was initiated for the utility scale projects if we are demonstrating some big scale solar thermal projects similar to that is a heat purchase agreement that could be into action so we are at a company level is thinking about hps heat purchase agreements but if this can happen at a national level or even at a local level at a state level that would be good to implement the solar thermal technology to move ahead we talked about what the government might need to do what about the media is there awareness in the media about csd and what more can and needs to be done to push if that's not happening and what more needs to be done to push that knowledge ahead right okay so i believe that there's a very low awareness about the new emerging clean technologies in media and this could actually be because of the old players that were entering into the indian market these are the companies that mainly are based in the europe or either in the spanish market majorly or in the us market and when these guys enter into the market the cost is very high basically due to the extra logistic purpose extra transportation import export duties and to, due to the high cost of labor over there but when we talk about the local manufacturing setting up our local supply chain manufacturing locally scaling that up that will reduce the economics so the major point of barrier to entry of these new energy technologies has been how we can reduce the economics so that it become affordable for everyone not only the large players but also for msmes as well as for the small companies to implement these new energy technologies in their factories so talking only about the cst technologies i would say that this can be due to the misguiding information that the companies and institute have regarding the economics however as the technology will get more mature and we as the private players will gain more experience on the ground there will be a rapid change in the economics also as i mentioned that the mass manufacturing and innovative financial mechanisms are important and critical for scaling up the solar thermal technology we believe that from 50 megawatts to 200 megawatts as the plans are from 2022 there has to be a huge financial innovations as well and that uh, comes in the form of heat purchase agreement that we are doing therefore in addition to all this we are also trying to work with the non profits ngo specifically so that we can create an awareness at major scale at the industry level so we are trying to get connected to the wwf as well as all those environmental ngos that could be a major win win situation for all the stakeholders all the parties i believe that once this happens it will be a major push at the media level as well and this would help us to implement at a scale and what advice would you give to young entrepreneurs who are interested in the field you started off yourself with this passion for it what advice would you give to other people who are just as interested absolutely i believe in only two things i mean follow your passion and build your vision that revolves around it basically i believe in starting early because we have a lot of energy at uh, this young age we can play quick we can take risk which could either lead to the success or a learning if you learn if you didn't get success and you learn in your journey hop on to next adopt those lean methodologies that could enable you to take rapid decisions make the right decisions learn from them so that's what we follow in the manufacturing stage but when we are in the digital space be following this uh, advice from the y community which is a leading uh, accelerator they says that never love your first product 
first product <laughs> is not the last product. Therefore, continue the iterations. Adopt the lean methodology of the startups to take your to accelerate your growth. So this is something that I would recommend all the young entrepreneurs. I love that you said you didn't say failure. You said learning, and that that is so exactly. true. And it's so needed, right? Like in today's time and age, it's so easy to say, "Oh, you failed at something," but the fact that you're encouraging people to learn from it, I think that's really great. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. One one thing I want to add is, I say learning because we see that after the startup India initiative have been taken up. this thing has to scale up and if you use the such negative words that would actually impact the brains of those young entrepreneurs and that would not be motivating so to motivate those people and to motivate ourselves never use a negative word use always something like success or a learning that will give you more positivity and motivation to move ahead and this goes perfectly into my last question right so what would your call of action be to our listeners and if you're talking about positivity i would love to know considering every time i bring this question up with all our guests and everyone says different things so i'd love to hear your opinion what would your call of action be to our listeners there are two things that i want to mention so at the listeners level i would love to say that if you are in the entering phase of this entrepreneurship and uh, if you are learning about the new energy technologies just go for it just give it a try learn it be motivated if you feel that the success is not accelerating manufacturing do take time so we have seen that indian entrepreneurs have been mainly focusing on the digital aspects and while not focusing on the manufacturing i truly believe that manufacturing is the game changer and it will be a great starting point for the indian entrepreneurs to enter this manufacturing phase but at a national and uh, nominal level i would like to call upon all those uh, in your network who are at the local national international level who are in the global brands governments and other st- stakeholders who are listening to this to act starting now start to implement the ambitious targets that would uh, significantly reduce the climate threat and that would build the new energy technologies for a sustainable future because the next generation that have to follow us will have to get a better future and a sustainable future Thanks so much Akshay we've had a lovely time talking to you i think we've learned a whole lot about csc technology and you talked about being a game changer and we really do hope that's exactly what it happens best of luck to your company as well and you know we really hope to see your name up there as well so thank you so much for making that time we appreciate it thank you so much Kirti for inviting me